Sir, we've had a little problem. These two women are just arriving. They objected to giving up their weapons. Klingons do not surrender their weapons. Who are you? We are Lursa and Bator of the House of Duras. Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Duras Sisters podcast. We are not Klingons, but we are sisters. And I'm Ashlyn. And I'm Rihanna. And today is a special podcast that we are dropping on our main feed because we wanted to talk about the event that happened this weekend. That's right. I, I It could be anything, but <laughs> what we saw <laughs> defied all odds. It was Kate Mulgrew at the statue that was erected of her in Bloomington, Indiana. So we were there this weekend and we wanted to talk about our experience and do a special special for you all. <laughs> a special statue special. Yes. Um, yeah, we really were just so lucky to do this. And we wanted to be Strange New Pod and give you a recap episode because they're so good at that. And we always want to be a little bit more like them. Yeah, I think we were one of the only podcasts that were there because it was a pretty small group of people, uh, yeah. much different than a convention. And that's most of the fan gatherings that I've had in my life are convention. So this was a really special weekend. It was truly unlike anything I've experienced before, exactly for that reason, Ashlyn, because there was a limited amount of space at the statue, you know, they couldn't have thousands of people there. It was sort of like, if you could make the drive, or if you lived close, or if you're like Ashlyn, who drove 11 hours. So I think a lot of people were able to come, but it's still like a bit of a stretch for most people, you know, like we even questioned, would we be able to and we were so glad to make it work out. Yeah. And you know, I wasn't even the one who drove the furthest. So there was trivia the night before, which was arranged, and and this whole ceremony was arranged by the Janeway Collective. So I want to do a major shout out to them. We got to tag them and everything because they are a group of people that put on events like this and were able to get Kate Mulgrew out at the statue. Just a little bit of history on the statue. It was erected in 2020, but because of COVID and Kate Mulgrew got COVID, she couldn't come and see the statue when it was first built. And so she's been delaying coming out to actually see it in person. And so this was the first time that she got to see it. So the Janeway Collective was able to like reach out to her and get all of this together. And they did a great job putting the whole weekend together for everyone who could come the night before there was trivia and we were grouped all together into teams even though we didn't all know each other and so that was a really special way to meet other trekkies and the two people at our table we were team intrepid class which was excellent (laughs) Uh, they actually came from south carolina which of course is further than me coming from virginia and in the room there was someone who had come from tallahassee florida So incredible. That's pretty far to go from there to Indiana. I'm not sure if they drove, but either way, even a flight, like that's got to be a good chunk of time. (laughs) And a good chunk of change, you know? So it's, it's really cool to see how many people were like really devoted to coming out to see this really special moment. And I loved uh, that we were able to do Voyager trivia. It was so wonderful. I just also want to shout out to Mary, who is a part of the Janeway Collective, who hosted the trivia night along with some others in the collective. How special is that, you know, to like create an entire trivia night just for us Trekkies? And 
I was wearing my uh, friend of Garrick like rainbow shirt, and then other people were wearing like trans flag uh, Star Trek shirts and like gay flag Star Trek shirts, and everyone and a couple people had the same like live long and prosper like gay pin that I have that Ashlyn got me. So I felt like also I was like all the queer Trekkies are here, which was really cool. Like we were all just so united, even at the trivia. So when we got to the statue, and we're like waiting around for Kate. Uh, and it was filling up pretty fast. We got to have some amazing conversations with people, just like hanging out, talking about cosplay, talking about Trek, talking about Kate. And at one moment when Kate is coming on, like walking on, <laughs> I think Ashlyn had walked ahead to like get a little closer when they were just taking photos. And I kind of whispered to myself, I was like kind of squeaking, you know, like when you just can't hold in your excitement. And I whispered to myself, I was like, oh my God, she's such a goddess. And then the woman next to me was like, I'm glad I'm not the only person who thinks like that. And I was like, literally like she is an angel. And she's like, this is truly divine. <laughs> so like, clearly we could all feel the spirit of Kate with us. And just like the spirit of Trek was, was inside of all of us <laughs> oh absolutely so i i real quick i think we should talk about the circumstances that we were able to go rihanna and then i do have a little bit of like facts about the statue for people who haven't yeah. seen it before so we only decided to go kind of a decision on a whim because i kept seeing this um event being promoted specifically by only the janeway which is an amazing fan account on so instagram but they also have a twitter uh, and a Facebook, I think. They're everywhere. Nice. And they were promoting the live stream. And I was thinking, man, it'd be great to see the live stream. And then I just, I kept sleep, like like going to bed and waking up and being like, am I really living my life and not going to go see Kate Mulgrew at the statue? Um, Bloomington is also a really special place for me kind of by proxy because I have so many people who I know love it that I've kind of like started to love it too. And I've been yeah. there several times um, Danny's sister and Danny's whole family went to IU. His parents met there. This is Indiana University. And uh, there's just like a deep Hoosier love that runs through that family. And it's <laughs> totally. a little contagious. So Bloomington is a, a really special place. Just amazing food. Great energy. Yeah, so the I just peers, the company, like everything was amazing. Yeah, it was so great. And uh, so I called Rihanna and I was like, this was on Monday and the event was on Sunday. <laughs> so this was, <laughs> you know, about six days before and we were able to make it happen. It was partly because of the podcast fans that we were able to make a trip out of it and make it a little more affordable for us. So yeah, we're just so thankful for all of you. Yeah, we both made the journey on Saturday. We got to our hotel. We did our live pumpkin carving, which thank you Yay. for everyone who showed up for that. We actually had a great group who were asking us Such questions. Yeah. yeah, it was fantastic. And uh, especially getting to be in person with you, Rianne, it was really, really special to yeah, do our like that. Yeah, to do our live event. I, I said after, like, we're always really connected, but in person, it's... Like, I just forget how connected we are when we're actually together. Totally same. Yeah, like, it's it, just a whole different energy. Yeah. And Rihanna, you only drove, like, four hours. Is that right? Yeah, it wasn't bad from Chicago. I've actually never been to Indiana, and so this was also a really beautiful opportunity for me to get to see Indiana in its, like, peak fall colors, too. Like, driving through uh, the countryside and then into this, like, really foresty area coming down from Indianapolis was just gorgeous. Like... I was truly in awe, you know, just, uh, it's very similar to Chicago, but really different, like, for the fall uh, vibes, and we really got a beautiful day, like, I thought it was so lovely that we could still wear our long sleeve Starfleet uniforms, and there was a nice breeze coming in, it was super sunny, 
perfect temperature and like the the gods blessed Kate Mulgrew's visit for sure. I and really we, agree. Yeah, and we did find out that she came from a family reunion the night before in I Iowa. So in Des Moines. In Iowa. Yeah, in Des Moines. Yeah. So um, that was just really cool too to think that like even Kate freaking Mulgrew she was like hurrying to this after like kind of we all were. Like Rihanna mentioned, we were at the statue before the event happened. Rihanna had never seen it in person, and so we had to yeah. go get some pictures before it, we got really crowded and overwhelmed mm-hmm. with people. Just so many people throughout Bloomington were in Star Trek gear, and it made me so happy because yeah. it's all these college kids mixed in with <laughs> like crazy Star Trek nerds, and it <laughs> yeah, made me combo. <laughs> so happy to see Rihanna and I sat at the upstairs bar and like on Kirkwood Avenue and we're looking down at um like a group of people we could tell they had the I think it was Ritos or was it Disco yeah, shirts? it could have been Ritos or Disco we only saw like their side like Star Trek emblem and it's the same color and like the white lettering so yeah like, it was we know <laughs> a big group of like seven people I was so proud to see them um, even walking down the uh the lane you know on Kirkwood um we saw this guy who was wearing a sweatshirt that looked like a TNG uniform but it didn't have a badge it looked like a sweatshirt we were like not sure if it just was coincidental and Ash was like that's probably not a Trek person right and I was like I think it is it looks like he might be and then he gave us the live long and prosper sign as we walked by <laughs> and I was like got him <laughs> well and so that was really special of course I was in my lower decks uniform and Rihanna has this great like Star Trek ships shirt with a bunch not like couples but like actual <laughs> vehicles um <laughs> yeah it's my only voyager shirt real technically because it has voyager on there and i wore my uh, deep space nine like uniform hoodie or like zip up jacket that i got at mission chicago so that was like so fun to wear all the the trek stuff and to see what people were dressing up as you had people in nothing and people in full cosplay so like a really cool range yeah i was really impressed with the different uniforms really that was the most cosplay that I saw like no one was I didn't see a single Klingon you know like that's not going full out yeah yeah and it's not really the event like it's all about celebrating Voyager and Kate Mulgrew which I also thought just brought a really special group together because we're all here for Kate we're here because we love Voyager it was also really reflected in the trivia because that night before it was pretty intense like the questions were really hard really hard the the one I was so embarrassed to miss and you listeners get ready I it was literally the first question is what is Voyager's registry number and I was so embarrassed we all missed like everyone at our table was like headed hands like we shouldn't be even called real Star Trek fans what's wrong with us but I actually posted a story a while back when that trend was going around of like she's a 10 but and so I put she's a 10 but she doesn't remember any other registry except Enterprise and like I I still stand by that like that is probably my biggest Star Trek flaw <laughs> totally agree yeah that was very, quite embarrassing yeah um but yeah it was it was interesting just to talk to fans and see some people have come to Trek because they love the original series some people haven't even seen the original series and mm-hmm. but of, like people who started out with Voyager obviously were really connected to it and so made the drive and so that was really cool to see as well yeah Okay, so now let's just talk about the event itself. We, I would say there was, what, like 200 people maybe at the statue? I'm terrible at judging crowds. But the way that it's situated, and let let me also talk about a little bit about the statue. If you haven't seen it, it's totally worth going. It's right behind the Wonder Lab Museum, and so it's kind of in this alley off of 4th Street, and... Um, it's like a beautiful alley, though. It's like cobblestone. Beautiful alley, exactly. It was... So it's a bronze bust, and it was created by Aaron Ebby, 
who actually was commissioned to make it from the Janeway Collective. So he's the reason why the statue is even there. And then there's also a group of people in the city who are dedicated to maintaining it and like mm-hmm. making sure it looks good and everything from like day to day. So yeah. I didn't even think about that, that there's like statue maintenance that has to happen. Totally. Well, not even this, like even um, they have, you know, the deep connection to Bloomington because Janeway, the character is from Bloomington, but also Jerry Taylor's family is from Bloomington as well. And so that was also really special. People have like a really deep kinship with the Taylor family and with Voyager, you know, especially because there's this double connection. I'm sure that's why Jerry Taylor wrote that in for Janeway. It was like, I want my hometown, or at least I want where my family grew up to be in this. Absolutely. Um, which is super special. And so that also helped them to get the statue made. And yeah. we saw Aaron there, and he got to talk to Kate, which was really special to see, because he was so humble. He's like, oh, I just sort of did it. And she's like, what? Like, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, stop. <laughs> You're yes. Great. Yeah. Um, so the event was opened by, there was a lot of speakers, especially from the Janeway Collective, and then the nerdy flutist, Kelly, Woo! came out. She's, like, all over TikTok, all over social media. If you don't know the nerdy flutist, you have to go check her out. Mm-hmm. She did arrangements of a bunch of Star Trek themes. I think at the statue, she opened with the Picard's flute song yes, from the from Inner, Inner Light, Light, and again mm-hmm. in Lessons. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, of course, the classic flute song, and she actually played it, like, on a Russican uh, flute, like like a wooden <laughs> flute, yeah. Yeah, and it, it just had me in tears, because that song is always so beautiful, and she said it was the first one that she played, uh, sort of in, like, the Trek world, you know, first Trek song she played, so special connection for all of us. Yeah, and then she played a beautiful, beautiful version of TNG theme. That was really cool to hear, especially because I never get to hear it on the flute. Like, this is what I love so much about musicians. It's just how freaking talented. Like, I never understand how you and Danny and, like, people like Kelly can just, like, rearrange things for their, or arrange things for their, like, instrument or whatever. That's so cool to me. Yeah, well, and her arrangements were great. Also, I was really impressed because she whipped together her Prodigy arrangement really quickly for the show like I'm pretty yeah. sure she was doing it the same week and it reminds me of you doing the Nichelle Nichols one for giraffe like literally the day she said it to you oh my gosh musicians are so impressive well this was the whole thing during the pandemic is like everyone's doing arrangements of things now but yeah. um I mean and, and essentially how she performed it because there's not four flutes with her clearly mm-hmm. she did recordings of every single part except for the melody that she was going to be playing live and I just so think cool. it's impressive. Like recording is so annoying and a, such a frustrating process. So the fact that she was able to put together the Prodigy arrangement so quickly because she has to write, like she has to print out her sheet music and yeah. make sure everything is synced up and try to play along with the track. It's a lot of work. And yeah. I just was really happy to see her thriving. And even though it was windy, she was like handling that beautifully. Which is insanely impressive. Yeah. yeah so just amazing. Huge shout out to Kelly just crushing yeah. it yeah and like it was the most honoring moment of my life when she came up to us and said hello Dura sisters I like got chills yeah like, she knows this us. was before uh like anything happened she saw us from across the crowded crowd <laughs> <laughs> and said and addressed us as the Dura sisters and I've never been recognized in public as a Dura sister so I like feels good I died yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and so then her final um, song before Kate came out was the Voyager theme, of course, and she was just playing it so beautifully, and about halfway through, people start to see Kate, like, coming through, (laughs) there's, like, a little gated area that, and, like, a back area that she came through, and 
we, of course, all our phones turned to her and we're like taking pictures and people were like murmuring and freaking out. And so I asked Kelly afterwards, I was like, did you know that Kate was like pretty much right behind you watching you finish your song? And she was like, no, and I'm glad I didn't because I would have freaked out. I'm like, yeah, that's fair. I mean, she had to know that Kate was coming, obviously, but like it's different than like she knew that there was a hollabaloo, like she figured it was, but <laughs> and she just sounded so amazing. And what an introduction for Kate to have, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So awesome. Um, well, so then they had a, a, a like teenager come out and read yeah. a little speech and she was portraying young Janeway. Uh, she said so she, cool. she came back yeah. in time to like speak She's at the statue. It was amazing. On point. Everything <laughs> yeah. was great. Yeah. It was awesome. And then the Kate Mulgrew came out herself and just like she walks the walk, like just, just yes. hurt the way she oh. walked out. And then she literally goes in the middle of the crowd and she does like Rocky arms. Like after he wins a title, <laughs> she came out and she was like, boom. She was like, here I am world. Like, I'm the coolest <laughs> and you all know it. That's why you're all here. And she was wearing like the cutest little pigtails. Yes, they she were, had like, behind pigtails. Her, I was like, dying. Behind her uh, back, like kind of in the back of her hair instead of coming to the front. And like her hair is so beautiful. I like... I hope that my hair is that, like, gorgeous when I play Um, Yeah. Because I'm so envious, even right now. And so that was just really cool to, like, see her strength and confidence. Like, we've now seen Kate. I've seen her at two cons. And Ashlyn, I think you've seen her at least once or twice, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, but this was so different because of the intimacy of it. Because, like, there's not, like, a whole line where you have to get an autograph or take a photo. Because... It's just a crowd of people watching someone we love talk, you know, and so to see her speak and she took a moment to like look at the statue because like we said, it was her first time seeing it. And I don't know if it was just trick of the light, but I saw a little tear in her eye and to show like how moved she was, was of course then making us all cry. And my cat is crying in the background too, because he's very emotional about this. (laughs) Yeah, he really (laughs) felt the spirit of the moment. Yeah. So she didn't speak for very long at the statue at all. I think it was like 10 minutes. But something that really moved me was she commented on how beautiful the day was and how she'd come from this family reunion. And as she entered Bloomington, she couldn't help but start thinking about how like how Janeway would react being home and saying, oh, when, where would my house be? Like, what type of house would it be? Would it be like big? Would it be small, like simple, fancy? And just the fact that she was like, you know, expressing that was really was special. And um, she kept commenting on how Bloomington is Janeway and she can really Mm -hmm. understand the character just by being in the town. And uh, she said that this is a very special day and I think none of us are going to forget it soon. And that's exactly how I was feeling. I was crying the entire time. (laughs) Um, Just like seeing her in person, like she's probably like... Well, I mean, Patrick Stewart, too, is amazing for me. But I think just Kate Mulgrew, like, because of all the boundaries that she pushed as an actor and the amazing things she was able to do as Janeway, I'm just, she's my idol. She's my absolute idol. And so seeing her and just being in her presence, she's so confident and so well-spoken that it's intoxicating, honestly, to be around her. It really is. And it's like you want to drink up every word. It really reminds me of reading Oscar Wilde and, like, how every single sentence I'm like, yes oh my god, that was beautiful. I want to like note that or highlight it. But then you end up highlighting the entire page because it's all beautiful and all so like poetic and gorgeous. And that's exactly how Kate Mulgrew is for me. Like it was so fun. And she just, yeah, spoke for a moment. And then 
was so gracious and took photos with so many people in front of the statue. They got a lot of really good ones of her with the collective, um, which was probably just insanely cool for them. Um, and like just so cool because I think also it was really nice to see that Trek fans, they weren't like shoving each other to try to get a picture with Kate or they weren't like vultures, you know, about it either. Everyone well, was really respectful. And here's the thing is like this event was billed as there's a Q&A after the statue and we're about to t- move to that in a minute, but it was not billed as a photo session with Kate at all. But after she was done speaking, she literally says to the crowd, now who wants a picture? And so everyone comes forward. But yeah, I was, I was a little bit thinking like, is this going to be a a mob, you know, like what's happening? But everyone was so respectful, gave her space, her Mm -hmm. like security guards were still like, Hey, back up, back up. Um, But she was literally like gesturing to random people and they would come up and get pictures with her. And I was on the wrong side. I was on like the right side of her instead of the left. And she was taking everyone from the left-hand side, but I, I still got to see her and she looked so happy and precious. And uh. Oh my gosh. Yes. That was just so beautiful. And then they're like, okay, we'll see you at the (laughs) Q&A. And so we all piled in. I heard that some people were carpooling. Like, again, talk about the Trek spirit and community. Like, we got these tickets from someone who didn't couldn't end up going yep um and we're just like so lucky enough to get tickets from them because they were like yeah of course like we're happy to pass them along um again just like very non-toxic community which is something i love and actually something that mulgrew brought up when we were at the q a she was like oh my gosh like i've noticed that in all of fandom like trek fans are like the most singular and they're the most intelligent fans i've ever met and it was just very flattering we're like yeah we're so smart and respectful and like yes there can be toxic fans and a lot wrong with the trek community you know at times but i think that the core of it it's so loving and like kate really brings that spirit to us as well and reminds us of that totally agree um, yeah, it was really special at the Q&A. I loved because they had a bar, a cash bar, and they had a custom cocktail, which was the Janeway. And it was yes. basically an iced Irish coffee with whipped cream. It was yeah. fantastic with whiskey in it. Oh my god, it's, there. we made a great TikTok. Ashlyn is like hilarious. She was like really excited. I tried it and I hate coffee and kind of don't love whiskey so (laughs) (laughs) but Ashlyn was like yes this is my dream it was so (laughs) So, good yeah that was really cool um they had a lot of speakers come up and talk about their various steps with it like to make this happen and so it just really cool to see the behind the scenes of literally everyone working so hard to make this event possible we were in like an old converted steel mill because classic midwest stuff you know you're just like cool it was beautiful gorgeous hall um and yeah again everyone was just very polite very kind um and i really liked how they did the q a we'll talk about kelly in just a moment but like i did like that they were able to just submit people submitted questions and then well um, these were people who were part of a collective so the members got to submit questions for kate again perfect it's so special like absolutely what they deserve is to have that because we're so used to this lineup and hope you get a chance to speak and talk to Kate. But like, instead we got to hear these really like well-crafted, like not that people can't be well-crafted, but sometimes when you're in line, you're just want to talk to talk instead of to ask like a really deep question. And I think we were all able to get deeper with Kate and she wanted to, cause it was a more intimate venue. Yes. The nerdy flutist Kelly did play a couple more tunes. Mm-hmm. Um, she repeated some and then also did like insurrection theme and, it was wonderful. Yeah. Gorgeous. And so then finally Kate comes out. And I oh, I also want to mention that this, like a lot of the proceeds for this um, Q&A went towards Alzheimer's research. And yeah. if you haven't read Kate's second book, which I have not, 
Um, yeah. It's about it's how to forget. How to forget. It's about her basically living with her mother as she's dying of Alzheimer's and yeah. how that process went. So it's a it's a subject that's incredibly personal to her, and she spent maybe 10 minutes in the panel talking about Alzheimer's and yeah um it was definitely a good awareness to talk about and also just very it felt deeply personal that she was opening up to us about these struggles um it was really special Rihanna I'm wondering for you what was your favorite question and answer that was asked oh my gosh well I actually just posted a TikTok about this so I'm not going to butcher Kate's words but essentially it was a question about what do you wish they could have expanded on more on Jingli's character during the series and she talked about like the loneliness of being a captain and how like you know sort of the sentiment of it's lonely at the top and how she didn't even which this crushed Ashlyn but she was like she didn't even want to be kissing Chakotay or having sex or like being sort of this she didn't have time she had like so many lives to take care of and she was so focused on getting them home that she wanted more introspection into how Janeway is like emotionally handling this and they only did that in the episode night which she mentioned um but then she says at the end like but now that's all a moot point for anything in the future and like you know things are fair game which is like another jc hint that i'm just like very thrilled about yeah i was screaming this this answer that she gave was so loaded for me because i'm just like hinging uh, for anything jc the thing Mm -hmm. that really struck me about aspects of her answer too was that she had to emphasize to the writers i like explicitly i do not want the ready room to be for sex you know like i think janeway's gotta be celebrate And then the other thing I thought was really interesting is that, yes, of course, it's devastating for Janeway to figure out, like, I'm stranded in the Delta Quadrant. I have to get all these people home. But on the flip side, maybe she went to the ready room and she said, yes, like, this is my chance as a scientist to explore and see things that no one else has seen or recorded before. And I had never thought about that, you know? And so... Absolutely true. Yeah. Mulgrew knows her character better than anyone else. And so that made me just so happy to hear her think that deeply about Janeway. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, Ashlyn, what about you? What really struck you, struck you? in this panel. I think um, somebody asked what makes Kate Mulgrew laugh, what makes Kate Mulgrew shed a tear. And she kind of got choked up because she said she learned some really hard news that like that day on Sunday before the event. And so she was kind of struggling with it all day. And she said, this is very timely that you asked this. And she, of course, didn't share what she was going through, but it had, she said it had to do with people that she loved who were struggling. And, uh, and she said, so really, this is all about love because what makes me happy is the close, intimate, personal friendships that I've had throughout my life that have gotten me through the worst times and have brought me the greatest laughter. And then the thing that makes me shed a tear is when those people go through terrible things and you just, mm. yeah, it's all about love. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, she said, like, I guess my answer is both, yeah, both love and mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think also I'm going to just quote something that she says when someone asked her, like, how do I become more confident like Janeway? How do I, like, embolden myself more in my life? And she says, we are all battling our versions of the Delta Quadrant. Stay strong. There are eccentricities of the Nightingale. Passion separates you from others. Life is such a brief candle. Oh. Like, she just said that. <laughs> she didn't it's stutter just, or anything. She just came. No. She just said it. Thank you for writing that down, Rihanna. That was a really special moment. <laughs> it was very important to me. And, um, yeah, and she, and she talked about her writing a little bit. And someone asked her, like, how is an aspiring writer? How do you, like, start? And she says, start, you know, just start writing. And she says, quote, it's the story that lifts us above the herd. 
you know, and I really love that sort of just like you have a story to tell and Kate had a story to tell and um, she told it through Janeway and she told it through her other characters and stuff and it was really cool to see how much of a deep connection she still has with Janeway because they're both from the Midwest so they have that aspect but also just like she says I still carry Janeway with me like every day. Yeah well and someone asked her what role has shaped you the most and she was like of course it's Janeway you know yeah. <laughs> gotta be Janeway um, and yeah. then kind of on the lighter side something that I was dying to talk about or something I just like died when she said was after uh, she said everything is moot, you know, from if yeah. there is a Star Trek Janeway, if it comes back, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. And she said, I could get married to Q. <laughs> and she talked about how she loved uh, doing the bathtub scene with John Delance, <laughs> with John Delancey, yeah. and, and it took six hours. And she said she really enjoyed it. <laughs> Like, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Oh yeah, and on intriguing news as well, someone asked, like, who is a person that you've always wanted to work with? And she was like, oh, it's actually someone that I'm going to work with very soon. And she's like, that's all I could say about that. And we're like, what? So I don't know if this is a Trek thing or another thing. It might be a completely other one of her works. I know she's doing a new sci-fi uh I think it's a show, or perhaps it was a movie. Well, there, um, there's yeah. something, because I've already seen speculation. This only happened yeah. yesterday, and we're like, I've already seen speculation about what she was talking <laughs> Twitter's about. Twitter's already going crazy. Yeah, yeah, and I guess there's a project called Yellowstone coming out that has some pretty big names in it, so I don't know if that's what she's talking about. Yeah. Or if it's something else. I don't know. Yeah, so who knows if it's even Trek-related, but either way, we're very excited for her and her career. Like, I want to go back and watch a lot of other Mulgrew stuff. She got a moment to talk about Angela Lansbury and her, like, how she was uplifted by being able to go on Murder, She Wrote and be the killer a couple times, you know, and it was after a really hard time in her life, and so she's like, it was very nice to be a killer for a bit. (laughs) Yes. So just wonderful to hear her sort of... Uh, seeing Angela Lansbury's praises yeah and it sounds like Angela Lansbury was really like her mentor guide like guiding force throughout a lot of her career when she was on murder she wrote she kept saying like you're gonna get it you're gonna get it just keep going just keep persisting you're gonna do it and then when Kate Milgrew was at the Emmys after season two of Voyager she was there because like Voyager had been nominated and Angela Mm -hmm. Lansbury saw her at the red carpet party shouted across the room you got it you got it. Ah, so the greatest inspiring story ever. A yeah. special message. Yeah. Um, oh, and God. then of course, every, like the question that's on everyone's mind is, is there going to be a Star Trek Janeway? And she, I was so pleased that she's been like talking about everything that I've been, like I've been watching all these clips like obsessively. And she yeah. talked about New York City Comic Con, which was just two weeks ago. And uh, Alex Kurtzman was on the stage with her. And if you haven't seen that clip, you have to. Because she essentially, like a fan asked her, what's the deal with Star Trek Janeway? And she just turns to Alex Kurtzman and is like, this is for you. (laughs) You get into this. (laughs) And he said that there have been talks. Which... Yeah, which Kate, like, added, like, there always are talks in, you know, in the movies and in TV, so who knows? She said, quote, like, Hollywood version of there have been talks is kind of like someone saying after a date, I'll call you later. (laughs) She said a man, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she said a man, yeah. Hilarious. So, I I think... And she she commented on this too. She said there's something really special going on right now and there has been a call for Janeway to return. And she said it will only be 
she said this before, but I was, I really thought she was emphasizing like, mm -hmm. it has to be a spectacular adventure. The writing has to be so tight and it has to make sense. And it has to be like, yes, this is a logical conclusion of where Janeway would be at this time in her life as Admiral Janeway, we assume. Yeah. So I just, I'm really encouraged. This is a similarly along the dialogue that Patrick Stewart was talking about when he was hoping to come back for Picard is he didn't want to do it unless yes. it was a good story. And once he read the script, he was like, yep, yep. <laughs> sounds good. This is not something I mean, I've done before in seven seasons of Next Generation. And so that's what I'm hoping for Kate too, is that she gets to explore the Janeway who is not celibate and is not restricted yeah. by well, her duties to get people home. Exactly, or who's not so obsessed with like the command and things that come with it and more like having to investigate herself, her deeper self. And I'm really looking forward to that. If that comes true, I'll just, we'll all be, we all should cast a prayer circle tonight. <laughs> yes, please, everyone pray. Also, everyone like sign the petition. Um, there yeah. is a petition to get her back on. And just like hashtag Star Trek Janeway is the like best crazy. way for yeah. people to see that um, it, it will be watched <laughs> if that we, we bring it. Kate back. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Well, I just, I want to wrap up and say totally worth the 11 hour drive each way <laughs> to Indiana. It was a wonderful time. And also Rihanna and I, I, I like don't have plans right now. Like I, we don't know when we're going to see each other next, you know, yeah. and I feel like we, we kind of live our lives being like, okay, maybe this holiday we can get together yeah. or we just do crazy stuff like this and we just totally. randomly meet each other in Bloomington, Indiana. So it was yeah. wonderful to get to spend time with you in person. Like we have such magic when we're together and Agreed. I have not laughed that hard in so long. <laughs> Literally like my ribs hurt the next day. Yeah. We stayed up till three 30 watching uh, Voyager episodes. You might not of be course. surprised to learn. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, wonderful time being together. And then just like, Kate Mulgrew's more than the cherry on top. She's like the entire banana split. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, and I totally agreed with her sentiments. Like, love is the thing that brings me most pain and most joy. And so parting with you was like very painful, but Same. like so joyful that we got to do it, you know? So yep. yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited, Ashlyn, for us to just like hear more about Star Trek Janeway. And also for us to give you our Deep Space Nine spooky episode, which will be coming up this week. So get excited for that. And then one more thing is that Prodigy is coming back this Thursday. So anyone who's not caught up should get caught up right now because you're going to see Kate or hear Kate again. So like we all want to <gasps> hear Kate's voice as often as possible. And I'm very excited that this on this amazing week of the Janeway statue, we now get Prodigy coming back in the Lower Decks finale, season three. Oh, just everything is awesome. Everything is yes. great. The thing I'm waiting to see is that ring on Chakotay's hand when they find him <laughs> trapped on a planet, and he's and like, he's where's my wife? Seven. Yeah. You know where Seven yeah. is. Yes, because Seven <laughs> is not married to Chakotay. <laughs> so please hope and pray with us <laughs> i will also be having a yeah. prayer circle for jc yeah. so. we're having a salon we'll make candles for jc yes uh, but yeah so thank you ashlyn thank you listeners i hope you enjoyed our wrap-up and we will see you for the deep space nine spooky series coming up this week. thank you so much thank you for listening to the dura sisters podcast please tune in next time for the third episode of our spooky series where Ashlyn and Rihanna will discuss all the hair-raising episodes in Star Trek Deep Space Nine.
Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and check to see our suggested watch list for our upcoming episodes. Also take a moment to check out our content on Tumblr, TikTok, YouTube, and our merch on Threadless. All links can be found in the bio of any of our social media pages. If you like what you've heard today, please leave us a review on whatever platform you listen. By donating any amount per month, you can become a monthly patron and unlock our exclusive reviews of Lower Decks, the animated series, a review of Galaxy Quest, and Star Trek trivia. You can find all of this and even more at patreon.com slash the Dura Sisters podcast. If you would like to contact us for any reason, please do so at the Dura Sisters podcast at gmail.com. So far, we have covered these podcast series pilot episodes, family, love and affection, time travel, villains, movies, feminism, death fakeouts, and first officers. Please, if you haven't heard a particular episode yet, please go back and listen to any of these awesome episodes. Social media and marketing by me, Ashlyn Gelman, and Rihanna Hurd. Editing is done by Rihanna Hurd and Ashlyn Gelman. Our intro and outro is by Jerry Goldsmith. Jerry, please. <laughs> No, I don't want him. Take Take it back. back. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway.